Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, come on, Eddie. I'm paying you well. Does it matter who I work for? It matters to me. I may not make an honest buck. But I'm 100% American, and I don't work for no two-bit Nazi. Let it go. So they find out that Lothar knows where Cliff and PV live. So they then uh, we cut to Lothar going to their house, and he starts beating up PV, and then Cliff comes home, and there's a big shootout with the feds, and Lothar runs off with the schematics of the jetpack. But we also hear that, and then then it cuts to Jenny is at the South Seas Club with Neville Sinclair, and mm. W. C. Fields looks at her tits. Yeah, weird moment in the film because it goes from we all know what they're looking at to why don't you look at them too with, yeah. with W. C. Fields? Yeah, good old close up of Jennifer Connelly's <laughs> knockers, lovely tit watching with W. C. Fields. My, what a fire pair of knockers! Yeah, I like to keep abreast of the situation. I can suck my own dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing Mark Frost now from On Cinema. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so they go to the uh, diner at the airfield, and Cliff and PV are hiding upstairs. And then loads of Valentine's goons come in. Mm. And then the best bit is where they hold PV's face down on the oven, and he says, Talk, Dad, or get a facial. Is that, I don't think they know what a facial is. I don't think they do. I would have just said, talk, or I'll set your fucking face on fire. Yeah. Really threatening. Talk while I awkwardly masturbate in your face. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I think we've obviously gotten on, gotten off on the wrong track here. I thought this was a respectable podcast. No, it's really not. It's really not. <laughs> There's a lot of this going on. Um, right. Anyway, so, yeah, so they, they threaten them, and then she event- they eventually find uh, Jenny's picture on the wall. And they call her residence, and the people there tell them that she's out with Neville Sinclair. Oh, no. But they managed to overpower all the gangsters by hitting them. Obviously. Yeah. One at a time on the head. One at a time on the head. Yeah. Um, and Cliff gets the jetpack, and he's just about to leave when Peeve notices that there's a hole in it where he's been shot. Oh, no. So he gets... If only they had some kind of, I don't know, thing they could put in the hole. So he... he... Does a poo and smushes it over the. That's not going to work. No, and I've had gonna... solid poos in my life. But I don't think they could. They could fix a broken jetpack. So then he uses the chewing gum, which is just as valid. And I yeah. think it again. It's sweet because it's something mm. they drop in throughout the whole of the film. That this weird little fix it bubble gum that can save the world. That's good bubble gum, obviously. Yeah, it's probably hubba bubba. Well, no. Howard Hughes gives it uh, him a new pack of it at the end, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> that's the important thing. Yeah, <laughs> you've done all this stuff. Here's some gum. How about mm. some money? Or oh, I don't know, a medal. Give him a new plane. Oh, all right. I would have taken the. This is a bullseye situation. I would have asked for the cash because <laughs> I'm not going to use a speedboat, am I? No, no, no. But imagine if one day the one of the prizes on bullseye was a plane. <laughs> and bully special prize a Nazi rocket pack hooray I need to ask that about that because we're going to get to that in a moment anyway but yeah, they show you this terrifying video of the Nazis having jetpacks yeah the I animated sequence right? I don't think they'd be that more threatening if they had a jetpack than if they didn't I don't yeah I think they'd be easier to kill right I think so yeah 
because you could just fly at them for a start. Yeah. Chop them up with the propellers. Yeah. You or uh, shoot hit them the with air. a broom if they're flying on your ceiling like a like, <laughs> like a like a wasp in your like house. Like that video of the Irish lads in the bat. Get him, Jerry. Jerry, get <laughs> yeah. him, Jerry. Jerry, get him with the stick, Jerry. Yeah, it'd literally be that. It'd just yeah. be like trying to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, these bloody hovering Nazi rocket men. Oh, I'm sick to death of them, I am. I mean, I suppose they could land and do some damage, but even then they could still get shot. I just yeah. don't, I don't think they're that, that much. I'd be more worried about atomic weaponry than a bloke with a jetpack. Yeah, they were working on V2s and stuff. That mm. was far more dangerous unless they launched a man as a rocket through the sky <laughs> carrying bombs in his arms. Like the Xbox advert where he's a baby and then he flies to the grave. Yeah. yeah. Great advert. That'd one be of the terrifying. Few, but you know, they got banned, didn't it that one? It did get banned. For good reason, I think. It's quite terrifying. Yeah, but I think people should be aware of their mortality when playing Xbox games. <laughs> I think that's, that should be made front and centre of the experience. I, I, to tell you what, I'm, an, I'm a man in my mid-40s now, and I, I'm, a, I'm very aware of my mortality when I try to play a video game these days. Well, especially these bloody open-world ones. What they should do is, if you get, like, I don't know, Red Dead Redemption or whatever, mm. there should be a clock in the top corner that tells you how much left of your life you've got and if yeah. you want to carry on playing this game with it. And the endless fucking cutscenes. The amount of times I've got a game, I've turned it on and I'm sat there for 10 minutes just watching cutscenes and I can't I just want them. to play the game. Yeah. I don't want to know why Princess Peach is being kidnapped again. Yeah. I don't, we don't need to know that. And they, or, those mm. film, or those video games that think they're films now. Mm. And so the film is 80% cutscenes and every now and then it says, do you want to open a door? And you go, oh, I better do something. That's I paid just, 50 quid for this. <laughs> Dragon's Lair did that ages ago. Yeah, well, at least Jagger's Day was immediate, but it's like all those. Mm. Oh, what was it? There's that heavy guy. rain. Yeah, heavy rain, mm. all that stuff. Oh, you're really the serial killer. Wow, that's the best twist you could come up with. Yeah, you're ready for the big time, mate. Mm. I hated that game. Spoiler alert. Ah, ah bollocks. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, of was that was L.A. Noir. I was really excited about L.A. Noir, and then I just thought, I can't be, I can't be asked with any of these interrogations. I just want to shoot. Yeah, people. because they they also don't matter. <laughs> the interrogations don't really matter because the plot locks you in hmm. to certain outcomes, so it doesn't matter. They should have done an L.A. Noir like Rocketeer. Oh, they could have done. They could have done a rocket. Cinema, Cinema Where did, uh, what was it, um, Rocket Ranger? Yeah. There, yeah. Wasn't, there was never a Rocketeer video game, though, was there? there oh, no, there was. Was there? For the Super Nintendo. Oh. Was it just I'm a platform? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes, hmm. basically. But I seem, yeah, I seem to remember there was two versions of it, and I couldn't <laughs> get past the first level. I used to get so excited as a kid, where I'd be like, "They're making a game of Total Recall or Cobra," Ooh. and I'd be like, "Oh, I wonder what they're going to do. I wonder if that is a platform, platform." Yeah, game. That's, yeah. All, that's what it came down to every single time. <laughs> Ocean got those licenses because they just had a template. Yeah, and that template was smush badly drawn character into yeah. generic platform game. Yeah. Didn't they, 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 the only good one Ocean ever did was RoboCop. Yeah, but that was a port, though, wasn't it? I, uh, the port from of the, the arcade, arcade game. Yeah. 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 Oh, dear. Um, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, Rocketeer did have a video game, SNES and NES. Should you want to know? Uh, I don't think so. No, it's fine. But at least it's, you know, we're now complete. That's true. Yeah, so Cliff goes to the South Seas Club. And sneaks his way in as a waiter. He spills soup, like we mentioned no, earlier. Someone sent soup. over some soup for you. And then he, 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 you could actually call Neville Sinclair the soup Nazi. Mm. 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 Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> like so, a soup dragon, but more evil. Nice, nice. Well, isn't the soup dragon the bad from Clangers? Was he a Nazi? Because yeah. there, there is a film that presupposes that the Nazis were on the moon. Hiding. So, oh, I see. So you think yeah. Clangers are the the First Reich yeah. or something? I think they are. <laughs> okay, good. Is all it, right. I, mean, I can buy that. I, I certainly couldn't tell you because, you know, all their talk was, you know, wh whoever did the translation of it could have been working for them and exactly. covered up the message. Exactly. Their whistles might be Morse code. Oh, yeah. Sounds likely. Could someone out there translate the Clangers to see if they had any... Um, plans to come down to the moon and murder us all 
I get the impression that if they were going to be saying anything nefarious, it was probably more free love. I get the impression they were hippies. You know? Yeah, I think you're right. And they just wanted sex and drugs mm-hmm. and Joni Mitchell. That's yeah. all the clangers really wanted. <laughs> well, lucky for them, that's what they got. <laughs> yeah. Clangers were deeply, deeply into having sex on drugs and experimenting with what they could do under the uh, influence. <laughs> In many ways, they were ahead of their time. Yeah. yeah. Clangers wasn't so much a, a race as a, as a sex act. Oh, I gave him a clanger last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she gave me a good old soup dragon. Oh, I tell you. Couldn't stand up for a week. Oh, you should see the state of my flumps. <laughs> I know it's a different programme, but... I know, but thank <clears throat> for the flump reference, because that's made my day. Hey! Talking Cloth- of... Me- Cloth-capped tribbles, basically, wasn't it? Cloth-capped tribbles. Yeah, they were, essentially. Layabouts didn't do anything. Yeah. Northern as well. So I'm, I'm just going to say that this was painting some unfair stereotypes. Yeah. It's like Carla Lane's bread. Oh, fuck that show. I fucking hate bread. <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. No. Anyway, we can't do the Carla Lane discussion right now. No, 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 because it would lead to me. No. Um, so... He, he grabs Jenny, takes her under a plant and says, I am, he says, you want to brace yourself? I am the Rocketeer. She's like, you what? I've um, never heard of it, mate. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You could just see, his, he's maybe like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, bollocks. Why am I he must be like when Noel Edmonds goes up to yeah. someone and goes, don't you know who I am? Yeah. No. It's like my mate was working in Next in 1991. He got a don't you know who I am from the bloke who plays Ian Beale. Oh, God. Mm. He should have said, <laughs> I don't need to know who you are because right now you're a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that really matters right now. That's what she should have, she should have said to Cliff. <laughs> no, if I was Maybe. him, I'd just be like, what, why, why are we together? Seriously, I'm not interested in what you do. You're not interested in what I do. I've just saved the world or I'm going to in a minute. I'm in the middle of it. Yeah, and you're not interested. I think maybe, you know, they were just, you know, like, High school sweethearts, they were the good looking kids in school, mm. everyone else is a little bit, you know, a bit plain looking. And so they get got together because the good looking kids always did at school, didn't they? They did, yeah. And now they I mean I did, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so they have the big kerfuffle now because Valentine's men turn up, Lothar turns up, he rocketeers his way out of the room where people and there's a nice little Sort of Spielberg-y type 40s reference where that man points and goes, look, it's the Rocketeer. It, funnily enough, does have, have a taste of um, the beginning of Temple of Doom to that mm, scene. It does. Yeah. Apart from those poor men who get trapped in the giant clam and starved to death and died. Yeah, but they were turned into beautiful pearls. <laughs> That's true. So uh, <laughs> the, the, the restaurant got something out of it. They got That's two, true. three man-sized pearls out of it. It must be worth a fortune. Yeah, very much so. Mm. That'd be good for a... No. Um, I won't what, talk. the biggest chain of sex beads in the world made out of men turned into pearls owned by a sheik somewhere. Yeah. It's like the most elaborate sex toy ever crafted. The world's biggest pearl necklace. Yeah, made with real men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that thought. <clears throat> so, you shouldn't. I do, though. I'm sorry, I do. Um, so then Jenny gets taken, she gets chloroformed by... Neville, and she wakes up in his house. Oh dear! And uh, he's like, "Sorry, I, I I had to do what I did because if I don't do what I'm told, these people will kill me." And she's like, "Oh, okay." And as he's as he's explaining stuff to her, she knocks him out with a vase. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like that mm. whole scene's nice because mm. she knows he's acting. Yeah, he he he's acting. They're both kind of acting at different cross purposes, but she gets the upper hand. Because he starts reciting fruity language to her, not like that. Yeah, and uh, she she knows exactly what films the lines are from. because she's a fan of his. Yeah, and it's it's it, again, it's just really well played because mm. he Dalton plays. It's funny how you know this is the weird thing. It's like when he was Bond, mm. it's like he was Bond in everything but the kind of sex appeal in some respects. Because even though it was part and parcel of those films where you had to have him with a lady, mm. he never really kind of came across as charming or you know or, or, or alluring in that way no sure. but he is in this film mm. where he manages to do that dashing charming insincere but you know still hitting for the rafters kind of performance yeah 
Oh, he's just getting started as well. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait for him to get going when he wakes up. <laughs> yeah. um, well, she has a look. She has a route round, and she finds a secret room. And inside is a radio, and she goes to call for help. And then the man on the other end is like, "Hello, who is this?" Hello. Where is the fallen Madonna with the big boobies? <laughs> we must have the painting. The flashing knobs. <laughs> you stupid woman. <laughs> Can you not see? I was trying to use the radio. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then the door opens and Neville's there with Lothar. And now he's decided to just have a German accent. Yes. Because that's what all villains do when yeah. they give up being you know, clever. Mm. But they ring up it's- Cliff and... It's it's like that fucking. I mean, okay, I think they sci-fi their way out of it. But in Die Another Day, mm. where it's like, yeah, I used to be a North Korean warlord, oh, and yeah. now I'm Toby Stevens, and yeah. I'm like, no, 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 you're not. No, slightly less believable than the fact that you've only been around five minutes and have just got knighted. Yeah, well, I don't know the way the royal family's going. I think they're just they could knight anyone, and the queen wouldn't know. Sure. They could maybe just put her on one of those. Dipping toys, you know, that, the water toys that just dip and rock back. Just give her a sword with one of those attached to her arm and she'll do it to anyone. Are you suggesting that Gustav Graves was knighted because he was a terrible sex pervert? Yes. Yeah, I think he I, was I, I believe treat. that. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> That's the same fencing. What's the point? Um, Gustav Graves, Savile, <laughs> Stuart Hall, Blofeld, Rolf Harris. <laughs> it makes sense. It does make sense. The Sinister Six. <laughs> Um, Cliff, oh Cliff finds out that Jenny's been taken um, roughly by oh. Neville Sinclair and um, he's about to go and rescue her then he gets arrested by the FBI and he's brought oh, to yeah. Howard Hughes's house thing company building yeah and um, Anger. yeah Peavy's already there and Peavy's talking Mr. Hughes through all his improvements with the rocket and Howard Hughes is like ah this is amazing and the the, the, the thing the helmet you built, what a great idea. And it's like, fucking hell, you're Howard Hughes, mate. Yeah, because doesn't he say, it's just aviation physics, Howard? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Suggesting that Howard Hughes is kind of like Elon Musk. Yeah. He's got the money, but just uses other people's technology and, and skill to make his things. It's just aviation, Howard. You're a fucking cunt. Get hey, out. How about you get, get out. the fuck out of my anger? How about that, Peavy, <laughs> you prick? Fuck off. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Smug prick. Go keep, on. Keep walking. Go, go find your woman from 30 years ago you haven't banged. Go oh, on, By the that. way, on the way out, help yourself to a bottle of apple juice. <laughs> They're all in jars on a shelf. They're not labelled, <laughs> but, but don't open it till you get home. Gee, thanks, Howard. Have it with a straw. Fucking prick. <laughs> um, so Cliff turns up and says, yeah, that's great. You know, I'll give you your rocket back, but I need it for one more night. And then he tells them that they've got Jenny, and Peavy's like, oh, no. Not Jenny. Yeah. That's the only line he doesn't sell very well in that film, to it be is, honest. unfortunately, yeah. He, I think the way they blocked it means he couldn't really do much in that space with that line. So he just kind of goes, oh, that sucks, doesn't it, Cliff? <laughs> It'd be good if he just started wagging his tongue. <laughs> and just go, ah, ah, ah. Uh, you love Jenny. He's like, no, she's... She's in danger. I'm doing this primarily to save her life. And yes, I do love it. You love yeah. Jenny. Yeah, I know. I do. I'm going to go save her life. It's not even about having sex. We've had that. This what? is just a courtesy. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if they've had sex in the film. Probably not. I, They're think, probably... I think they haven't. No. 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 But he, that probably oh, might put a bit more effort in. Hang on. Are we talking about Cliff and Peavy? Yeah. <laughs> Because they definitely have. They have. Yeah. Good for them. It's lonely. It's a lonely life being a pilot. I like to think they live in a bed like Morecambe and Wise. <laughs> I do as well. I like. To I think, think that'd be quite sweet. I really like to think about that. <laughs> Alone with the lights off. <laughs> and the alterations you've made to this French tickler. It's unbelievable. It's just basic <laughs> contraceptives, Cliff. <laughs> All I did was add lube. <laughs> and how does he feel about that? Um, <laughs> it feels quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So uh, he punches the FBI guy again and then runs out and he jumps onto the spruce goose. Yes. Because <laughs> I think it was Red Letter Media that said this. It's like, yeah, those kids love a spruce moose reference. <laughs> <laughs> and then it flies. And then uh, Howard Hughes goes, God damn it, it does fly. It's, like, it's a model, Howard. Yeah, it's cute. It's a cute moment. It but is. Did he did he ever really build it? Was it ever built? Yes, I don't. Yes, it was. And did he fly it? It got off the ground briefly. Oh, yeah. I, I I didn't even know it got that far. It was basically out of date by the time it was ready because everyone had moved on to like jet propulsion. I think. Oh, that explains why that didn't go forward. Then. Mm. Oh, fair enough. Well, now I know. Please email in if I'm wrong. And also, he'd started drinking his own piss. <laughs> that doesn't help. No. <laughs> So we're going to do this big board meeting. You might want to put the jar of piss down and take your feet out of the tissue boxes. All right. I'll just put it on the floor where no one can sit. No. Yeah, and, and and how? Just put your cock in, mate. Just just half an hour. Just pop it in. Fuck's sake. No one needs to see the Noel Edmonds mask you've put on the tip of it. It's weird. It's nineteen. It's nineteen seventy. No one really knows who Noel Edmonds is yet. I it's weird that you've got it. His penis looks like Wicked Willy. Oh God! He's got his own arms and a. I haven't thought about Wicked Willy in like thirty years. Hey, Howard, how are we doing? <laughs> I've got a board game for some reason. And a video. And a, a line of mugs. Yeah, it's weird. That was so weird. The whole world got, or the whole of Britain got taken over by a weird pervert for like two years. Yeah, and then they cancelled House Party, yeah. and then it was fine. <laughs> hey. Um, so he gets away and he goes to the uh, Griffith Observatory. Uh, where Valentine's gang are with Neville Sinclair. And um, he lands, and he's just about to hand over the rocket, and then he says to Valentine, how does it feel to be working for a Nazi? Valentine goes, is this true? And Neville says, what does it matter? And then he says, well, I may be many things, but I'm 100% American. Yeah, I I may murder people Mm. and chop off hands of children, and I may sell drugs and alcohol. And yeah, maybe I've slit the throat of a few judges in my time, Mm. but at least I'm not a Nazi or a Hollywood actor. Mm. (laughs) Or both, like you are. Or both. Yeah. I'm a good old-fashioned mafia, horrible human being. Yeah. And then Neville's like, um... in German. Yeah. And loads of Nazi paratroopers just come flying out out of nowhere. Well, it, to be fair, mm. they do kind of suggest that it's coming because they have that video at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. where they show the Zeppelin is, is going on a goodwill tour. Yes, but you hide, uh, how do you hide a Zeppelin? You don't. It was on tour. So it, America knew it was going across no, America. I know, but when, it, when, he, when the paratroopers come out, it suddenly rises above the horizon. Oh, well, that's easy to explain because it's actually a sleeping angel. Oh, okay, fair enough. And it was just moving when you weren't looking. Oh, okay. And then it appears. 
like the Statue of Liberty did mm. in that bloody episode of Doctor Who. Well, I've seen that because it's in the poster of Home Alone 2, isn't it? The Statue of Liberty's got his hands over its face. Oh, yes. The, the, yeah, the promotion oh. for it was that. Yeah. You know, the Statue of Liberty's done quite a lot of movement in its time. So Ghostbusters 2, of course. Yeah, of course, famously so, because yeah. Um, yeah, that's the problem with the Sleeping Angel, because yeah. it's copper, it's not stone, so that makes no sense. Do you mean the Weeping Angel? Yeah, what did I say? Sleeping. Ah, uh, same difference. Same <laughs> I've done both. Yeah. Yeah. The Sleeping Angels were the worst Doctor Who villains of all time, because they're like, they're just Doctor Who going over and kicking him with his leg and going, come on, mate, make an effort. Wake up. Uh, no. <laughs> You're not going to dominate, take over the universe with that attitude. Oh, five more minutes, Doctor, and then I'll be a villain. I think the Statue of Liberty walking in Ghostbusters 2 was the first time I was in a cinema. I was 12, and I think it's the first time where I was like aware a film had gone drastically and horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, first, I was like, oh, this is not good. I, I, I do say that, for me, Ghostbusters 2 was like my own Phantom Menace, where mm. I went in <laughs> and was disappointed but tried to defend it. Mm. I was wrong, apparently. It mm. turns out that Afterlife was my fans of Menace <laughs> and, and Rise of Skywalker and uh, all the other ones. Uh, yeah, Star Wars fans have had it rougher, though. Yeah. I'd, have they? Have I, they, though? I think they've had a rough old time. Not uh, only they have they been s- chucked these prequels and sequels they didn't want, they're also not allowed to watch the, film they, the films they liked in the original format. Maybe, but at the end of the day, I do try to remember that they are Star Wars fans and therefore I don't care and they deserve it. That's true, they didn't cover themselves. <laughs> they created a monster, mm. as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's that's on my new podcast, Star Wars, Why It Sucks and You're Wrong. Mm. Don't at me. You'll get clicks. Yeah, I will. I will, because that's what you got to do on YouTube. you got to say how much you hate something the loudest and then everyone likes your video. Yeah, or dislikes it. Which it or feeds into it. your thing, so it's fine. It's all—it's the same difference, isn't it? Mm. Up or down, it all helps with engagement. The system is broken, and I'm sick of watching adverts for bloody f- Ladbrokes mm. in episodes of, of my lovely, quaint DIY restoration videos I like to watch at night. Oh. But I think that I very much on this podcast don't go into the hatred thing. I think you get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Do you know what? It ultimately, my theory is it's easy to say something shit. Mm. It's harder to make an engaging, engaging positive argument on something. And so when people make an effort, I'm more engaged. I'm more likely to watch a video that says why the Scooby-Doo movies are great than a video that says why Scooby-Doo's shit. Mm. You know? And, you know, after all, it, it, all these videos that on, on YouTube that just exist to give things a kicking, none of them have come up with a porn parody of it. No, not not at all. No. It's a shame, actually, yeah. because you know, thanks to YouTube's, you know, barbaric, barbaric, uh, bloody, you know, censorship, mm. I can't put a fully naked clown with spider legs, a dick, and <laughs> on on a computer screen. Right. I, I'm not allowed to do that because of so-called taste laws and advertising revenue needs. I don't like it personally. No, but feel free to DM me. <laughs> I'll, store, I'll send you some storyboards I've been working on. Thank you very much. During this conversation, <laughs> fully erect. <laughs> so, but we get my favourite moment in the well, my favourite image in the film at the moment, even though it's a bit schmaltzy, but I love it. Is this um, where he flies off? Yeah, with the American yeah. flag behind him, and he, he puts his luger in his pocket. Oh, it's a great get, hero shot, and then he brilliant. flies off. Mm. But you also get the nice moment of the FBI guy and the gangster shooting Nazis and looking at each other like, we're on the same side. Yeah. Because mm. back in 1930, you know, America, it was easy to tell the difference between a Nazi and a police officer. These days, it's not so, no. it's not so clear cut. These days, they could be one and the same. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as you say, you get a nice hero <coughs> shot of him taking off and he lands on the Zeppelin and then kind of sums up why... I, I, don't get me wrong, I adore this film. I love it. But yeah. The little issues I have with it is that the last action scene we had with Cliff, well, the last two, actually, the first one, he, he bumbles around a plane and just nearly saves the bloke. Yeah. Second one, he's bumbling around uh, the music hall place, holding onto an ice snail. And this one, he bumbles onto a Zeppelin and inadvertently causes it to go wrong. Yeah, it feels like that should have been 
something he did intentionally exactly rather than it, you know what I think they misunderstood the Indiana Jones element of that character absolutely because Indiana Jones effectively bumbles his way mm. through too but he's capable he's one yeah. of these he's literally rolling with the punches yeah. so that doesn't work he plies, tries plan B that doesn't work plan C and mm. eventually you know he wins the day but like he's not competent so much as very lucky I guess yeah exactly and and there's not I, I think you needed a proper action scene in this where he's using his rocket pack more and shooting at people and things yeah he's just more confident in his abilities yeah I guess maybe yeah. they were saving that for the inevitable sequel maybe but it, it, the thing is my logic is there is if you want that to be a character development why are you waiting for a sequel to do it yeah y- you make it in the film that you get the chance to make yeah and it's also you should, you should also say at this point this is Joe Johnston the same man who made Captain America the first Avenger Yes. Which is a film, I don't think it's perfect, but it has that same feeling as this one. It, you know what? The reason why that film, it, I think, is, is very successful on its own terms is mm. that t- you have to sell the idea of Captain America to not just an American audience, but the world. Yeah. And because it has all these horribly jingoistic elements to it, why the fuck should we care about Captain America? You know, mm. it's not mm. Superman. It doesn't have the, the dark noir of Batman, which is mm. a bit more universal. So to make it that, to to be successful and make us care about that character is hard to pull off, and he does it really well. And if that film had failed outright, you know, we might not have had the rest of the Avengers universe no, for better or worse. It's true. Yeah, I just think he's a he's a very good designer because he I think he designed Boba Fett, didn't he? And he designed yeah the Empire Strikes Back logo and things like that. Well, it's and interesting because he he also directed uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. He did. Yes. And what was the other one he directed? Jurassic Park 3. Jurassic 3, which is a film that looks good, but it's absolutely about nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I saw that recently just on a whim, because I think it was on TV or something, and it was like, wow, there's nothing in this film, but just people running from one thing to another. It's just they had a new dinosaur they wanted to use. They had a new it? dinosaur. Yeah. But I did like that bit in the pterodactyl cage. I thought that was really good. Yes, that was good. Yeah. Anyway, Joe Johnson, good. I yeah, like him. I like Should him too. Should do more. He should, he should do more things. He should do more. He should do tit. <laughs> I don't think Joe Johnson. He's more likely to do uh, the Explorers porn parody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what would you change it to? The, no, that's already kind of there. Isn't yeah, it's, it? it's it's implicit. You know what I mean. And also, when you that just, alien turns up, there's just dicks instead of hands, isn't it? Yeah. If you yeah. just have the if you just have a black box, right? Mm-hmm. Text at the top that says Explorers, and then a bum hole. That's all you need to know, isn't it? <laughs> That's all you need to know. Yeah. yeah. I'd watch that film on the basis of that cover art. Yeah, I would. Yeah. The double bill with tit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they, they end up on the, on the Zeppelin. They send Lothar up to try and kill him. And he. this is a good bit, though, where he jetpacks into Lothar and sends him sprawling over the side. Mm. Just as that guy saying, we have the finest pilot in Germany. We are yeah. safe hands. And then Lothar swings in, hits him. Yeah, that's a nice little Indiana Jonesy moment. It is definitely. I loved it. It's similar to like you know, no ticket. It's yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, and then he comes on the the the, the um the airship, and then Timothy Dalton goes full Germany because he says um, for the fatherland, and then he grabs yeah. Jenny, puts a gun to her head, and says to Cliff, "Hand over the rocket, or I'll blow her brains all over the cabin." <laughs> See, I don't understand, though, why the character goes that obviously Nazi at the end. Because no. I got the impression at the beginning, it's like he's just a huckster benefiting off yeah, it's the, the old rise Errol, of the Nazis. There was a rumour about Errol Flynn, wasn't there, being a Nazi sympathiser? Yeah. I thought so they I get playing the, off of that. Yeah, I just thought he was an opportunist who saw, you know, like, like a lot of people did at that time, who were like, oh, the Nazis aren't that bad, give them a chance, they're just a bit boisterous. Do you mean like our <laughs> royal family and elements of yeah. the press? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so it makes sense in that respect. But mm. uh, I don't know why they went, f- he, why the character goes full yeah. Nazi. No, I agree. Never go full Nazi. Never go full Nazi. Um, but unfortunately he does. But then he, Cliff hands him the, the rocket, but he takes off the chewing gum. And then um, he puts it on and he's going to go and fly it out. And of course he says, um, I will miss, I'll miss Hollywood, he says as he goes. Yeah, <laughs> he won't though. No, because he he blows up the land portion of Hollywood. 
Yeah, there's always that moment in a film set in mm. the 30s where Hollywood land ends up becoming Hollywood because yeah. of some wacky hijinks. I liked it, though. Yeah, yeah, it's good because yeah. like it, it, he does make his mark on the industry, I guess. He does. He's like uh, that woman who jumped off the H. What was her name? Oh, God. Yeah, her ghost allegedly still haunts that sign. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly, because, you know, ghosts don't exist. No. So Peggy, uh, Peggy, some, Peggy Entwistle, that was it. Oh, yes. Yeah. That looks like they've used that in a plot for a TV series or something recently, because that name rings a bell. I wonder if it was like American Horror Story or something. Oh, maybe. That sounds likely. Yeah. Anyway, either way. Yeah, she didn't but, make it, so she jumped off the H. Yeah, and this is... is, is it, it, it's kind of... I don't know. It's kind of underwhelming ending for Timothy Dalton. You just kind of wanted so, a bit yeah. more a punch-up first, you know? Mm-hmm. A big punch up on the on the big Hindenburg thing. He does say he does his own stunts during a punch up, though, which I quite enjoy because Dalton famously did do his own stunts as Bond. Yeah, he did. Mostly, he did. So I like that. But I also yeah. I want to talk about the, the briefly about the windows on the airship because you just tap them and they shatter into a thousand pieces. Yeah, well, that's just uh, German engineering wasn't as good as it yeah. is now. So you know they didn't have double glazing no. on it, for instance. He didn't have Barrett home insulation or Ted, whatever. Ted Malt walks in and gets knocked out by Lothar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not worry about the windows. We have the finest double glazing salesman in the UK. Hi, I'm Ted, yeah. I'm Ted Malt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I brought hey. a feather. <laughs> they both get killed immediately. Yay. Oh, poor Ted Malt. Um, so then they, go, <laughs> then they go up onto the top of the Zeppelin and like, well, we're fucked. And then Lothar turns up and he's like, well, we're double fucked then. then Although like, by this point, he should be like, I have no... Yeah. interest in anything anymore because my boss is dead yeah, I'm not and I'm obviously paid. on a bit of yeah and I'm on a losing battle mm. you know well he's dead anyway how can he get down true he could unveil his enormous penis and helicopter what, down shimmy <laughs> just lasso it over his head and float down it's like a big cock die hard moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean I know Bruce Willis allegedly has quite a big penis but I don't think he could have abseiled down Nakatomi Towers with it I don't think so I, d- I didn't know he had a big penis that's... Uh, that's I think that was one of the stories going around uh, who started it Bruce Willis probably yeah um, he's but... disinterested in his own penis <laughs> I mean he is he's starting to look like his own penis as well he's yeah kind of... I've noticed that as well <laughs> uh, there's another bit of this I don't like very much I must yeah. say I never liked it that PV and Howard Hughes turn up on a little gyrocopter thing yeah, it's a bit daft, but mm. at the end of the day, what, they kind of don't know what else to do to that. Because, yeah. you know, you've got your heroes on an exploding uh, airship. So do they jump off, die hardy style, or I think you should on? have killed Neville by just punching him, punching him and him falling out the window, and then him and Jenny going out on the jetpack. That would have been the best ending. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, a bit more Superman-y. yeah. I guess they had to. They thought by doing it that way, they could solve two narrative plots at the same time. One, mm. getting rid of the Rocketeer backpack, so it's no longer wanted by anyone. Mm. And secondly, it's a bit of kind of poetic justice for uh, Neville, I guess. Yeah. So then the next day, they're all on their they're back at the Bulldog Cafe, and Howard Hughes turns up to say thank you to Cliff. Uh, he gives him a fresh pack of Beeman's gum and a new airplane. Looks exactly the same as the one from the beginning, but white instead of well, yellow. white. Oh, yeah. yeah, which is nice. It looks nice. And then Jenny says, "Oh, by the way, PV, I got. I, I, I wanted to give this to you." And PV's thinking, "Oh, hello, hello." And hey. she gives him a blueprint of the rocket pack. And, and she and he gets very upset. Yeah, because because I was going to give you a red hot tip or something <laughs> like that, like that bottom gag. <laughs> I gave you a red hot tip. I know, and there's nothing I can do I'm about it. Do with it now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god! Uh, and then he says, "Well, I can build." I th- and then, as PV walks off, looking at the schematics, he says, "I reckon I can build this better." Hello, oh. sequel. Hello, sequel. Oh, oh. hello, sequel. I, oh, my old friend. It's very sad <laughs> because, like I said, this wasn't marketed. I mean, it had one of the best movie posters ever produced with the Art Deco. It it it's it's confusing because mm. I remember as a kid it being a big thing it was in Looking Magazine I saw mm. adverts for it I went to the cinema to see it mm. so I guess at that time no one cared about box office weekends no. or when you were that old you didn't no. so for me it was just like I didn't know this was a flop until many years later mm. it's a shame it is a shame because I think what what it nails is that 
Saturday morning serial adventure tone. And it just could have done with maybe a little less talk and a bit more action. But then you look at Back to the Future and there's very little, you know, what you would call action scenes in that no, at all. True. So it's just, I don't know, it's a weird... It's just Rocketeer is just at that moment where blockbusters went from, you know, your Indiana Jones, your Back to the Futures, your Ghostbusters, your Hugh Fane, Roger Rabbits, to mm. Jurassic Park and Twister yeah. and, and, and those kind of Independence Day things. It's kind of lost in the middle. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use. Well, yeah, but also wasn't this the same year, like the same summer T2 came out? Yes. No. So No, T2 was 92. Was it? Hang on. I might be wrong. T2. No, oh, it says T-U-K. That's not what I want, is it? I need to do oh. Terminator. Terminator 2. Oh, yeah, you're right. 91. Yeah. It is. Right. Ah. So yeah. it, it feels, it must look very, very old-fashioned when yeah. you've got that mm. coming out the same year. Yeah, well, it's still loved. It's, it's, it's apparently going to have a new TV series on Disney+. Plus. There was one already, wasn't there? A oh, Rocketeer. A little cartoon character, yeah. wasn't it? But he was in it, wasn't he? The guy who played uh, Cliff. Oh, was he? Yeah, he has, He does a voice. I, I don't know too much about it other than that. He was a voice in it, but I don't think he was the Rocketeer. I think he was like robot. the mentor to the new Rocketeer. He was a French robot. What, a French tickler? Yeah, French tickler. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, the Rocketeer then. I love it. I really mm. like Rocketeer. I mm. think, you know... Where it's weak, it's forgivable. And where it's strong, it's admirable. Yes, I agree. And it's always going to be there. So that's the good thing about film. It's not going well, anywhere. I believe he got it on Blu-ray. Mm. And I was thinking, oh, documentary, commentary, mm. making of, nothing. Nothing. Sod all. Yeah. Absolutely bollock nothing. And I, was, I feel like that film at least deserves a bit of love, considering you can buy... You know, fucking Murder, Sex, Party, Massacre 7 on Blu-ray with 18 hours of deleted scenes and four essay video essays by respected horror critics. And you think, Rocketeer is good. Yeah. People just ungrateful. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It just, it just feels like a lost opportunity to celebrate a film that, I don't know, because Disney around that time were looking for an identity anyway, weren't they? They were. Especially with their live action stuff, because they were getting their renaissance at, with the animation department. Mm-hmm. So this feels like it's a little bit lost in the, we'll try anything because we're Disney live action and we don't know what we're doing yes. realm of Disney. They genuinely didn't know what they were doing around this time at all, no. This is like, it's before Beauty and the Beast, isn't it? That's what... Well, yeah, because they'd already had Little Mermaid and, mm. and whatever came after that. What came after Little Mermaid? Was it Beauty oh. and the Beast? Or Aladdin? Oh, it might be Aladdin. Uh, it doesn't really matter. The point no. is, you know, like the, the 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 films that Disney were making, the live action ones, just kind of were getting thrown under the bus a lot. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. They didn't know what they were doing. Anyway, so Ho- Rocketeer. Oh, Hocus Pocus. I just had to look for another Disney film of note, and then that came out in '93. <laughs> so yeah. Sorry about that, but it was kind of like, what other live-action Disney films can I think of off the top of my head? And Hocus Pocus was one. Honey, and that was another film that didn't do very well, but now is loved, and is getting a sequel on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Yeah, it's a bit of a worry how uh, the entire creative output of Hollywood at the moment is, oh, you liked that once, didn't you? We'll make another one. Yeah, do you remember that film you liked when you were young enough to appreciate its quirks mm. and its flaws? Mm. Uh, we're going to make a new one now. And if your kids like it, that works as well. But ultimately, we're selling to 40-year-old men. Yeah. So <laughs> we really need to know what our 40-year-old male demographic thinks of this cute animated seahorse we're building based on some fucking property. <clears throat> it's depressing. But talking of depressing, it's time yeah. for the quick fire round. Oh, shit. Now... I'm going to ask you some questions. Yeah. You ready? Go on. What's your favourite Bond film? Uh, Gut Feeling is Licence to Kill. Oh, I agree with you. Even though it's the least Bond, Mm. if that makes sense, but I Mm. like it. No, it's my favourite. Is it? Yeah. It's a controversial choice because there are lots about it that, you know, aren't Bond-like at all. But Mm. I I don't know. I like its style. I like like its swagger. Mm, Definitely. And I like the chase at the end with the explosions and the trucks. That's great. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the worst Bond film? Spectre. Yeah. I've, I've never been so... The thing is, a Bond film could be many things. It could be daft or campy or dumb or over the top, but it can never be boring. Mm. And Spectre is the most boring film of the Bond franchise. Yeah. 
and I don't know, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get on with it. I tried to give it another go recently. And I was just like, no. Yeah. This seems like it seems like a perfume ad. Mm, it's awful. Um Bond is full of silly lady names such as Holly Goodhead, Plenty O'Toole, and Penelope Smallbone. Can you give me your best Bond lady name? Oh, you see, I was toying with a few. Hmm. But, but, but for some reason, a lot of jizz popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'm sorry that it did. What, the name or the actual act? <laughs> Both. <laughs> one, one inspired the other. <laughs> <laughs> and you also already given us Fanny Wise. So yeah, that's like true. I've, 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 I've paid more than my fair share today. <laughs> <laughs> I like a lot of cheers. That's, no, don't take that out of context. <laughs> Snip that. Yeah. Uh, um, and finally, who would you have as James Bond next? Oh, uh, I don't know. That's such a hard question because I honestly, you go with the obvious answer, oh, Henry Cavill, but that's kind of boring. I, mm. I would go with someone like, like Robert Carlyle. Just do something different. He's a bit old. A bit old, but you could yeah. do old Bond. I don't know. It's like hmm. the the thing is, you either now go with the new Bond horizon on the on the horizon. Hmm. You either go, you embrace its chits, and you go kind of not Austin Powers, but you know you celebrate the silliness. Yeah. Or you go more born like, and you try and make it more edgy. So it depends on what t- vibe you're going to go with. Depends on the actor. It's true. I don't know. It's, I, I don't know. I don't have a good answer to that. Well, I don't think there is a good answer to it because I'm, I'm just worried about what they're going to do because I don't have any faith in them anymore. This is the thing. What do you do now with Bond? Because mm. Bond's kind... It has. It, it's like Doctor Who in many respects. You kind of go, where does it go next? And you hope that the next reboot gives it wings to carry on for a few more years. Mm-hmm. Or do you retire it for a decade? Who knows? Or do you set up Ghost Core at Sony? <laughs> I meant to ask you is it Ghost Corpse is that the joke no it is meant to be Ghost Core as uh. if it's because the idea is it's meant to be like if Ghostbusters was a franchise the franchise would probably be called Ghost Core right okay. and I think that's where the idea of that comes from uh-huh. but um, I went to see Ghost Core well, when I went to LA a few years ago hmm. um, I went to their offices and they've recreated the firehouse as the main building that they work from so I'm presuming they, yeah, kinda, <laughs> kinda. Uh, but that's why this film has to be a success, so they can keep that building open. <laughs> it's just they're just following the plot of Ghostbusters two now. Yeah, right. Everybody but, barking yeah. He-Man when they go on about Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, because that's just Marvel. Again. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it's it's so weird because like here's the thing: why doesn't why have there never been any like spin-offs of Bond that Eon could have done. Mm. I'm not saying Jinx would have been a great. I was going to say there one. nearly was, but yeah, yeah. So why, do, why, why haven't they tried that? Do you think it's more possible now than ever? Right? Yeah. You never. Right, I just think. What, what about a 006 adventure? I guess that would be boring. They though. did 003 and a half. <laughs> Who was that again? Who was that little guy? I don't know his name, but Ronnie Corbett. Yeah, Ronnie Corbett. Yeah. It is. Oh, okay. No, Fair no, enough. it wasn't really cool. It was like a, it was a film from Thailand or something, and it was a really small. It was like the man, the man was like the size of Mini Me. Oh, and it's one of those. It's called Double O Three and a Half. Great stuff. Mm. <laughs> I could do that again. Because I because could you do like a a Double O Seven universe? It's like Q Branch Adventures, where they're like a Mission Impossible force who test all their gadgets out on missions. I mean, you could, like that. but I don't think I'd be interested to watch any of it. Yeah, because you think it's the character more than the yeah. espionage. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a cool dude, or was. He, now, now he's he could be. boring and grumpy. Maybe they need to reinvent Bond as like that English teacher who thought he was cool at your school. Yeah. You know, so he comes in, hey kids, hey, we're going to have some fun today. I'm James, I'm Bond, James Bond, your English teacher. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck what your last teacher did. That's right. I said, fuck. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a guitar behind the table <laughs> as well. And I'm going to teach you all how to make cocktails. Right. And then they, they don't respect him at all and just make loads of noise. And he has a breakdown yeah. and leaves. James got no parents. No. They died in no an parents. avalanche. <laughs> they can't even ski. Uh, James, your parents can't even ski. <laughs> at least Batman's parents got shot in the head. Your parents can't even ski. <laughs> And on that note, we're going to have to leave it there. 
Oh, I had another one. You said, give me your made-up Bond film title. Oh, I had yeah. one. Oh, yeah, beg your pardon. I, I missed the question. Give I want to give you it, because yeah. I'm, impre- I'm not proud of it, but I want to at least get off my chest. Yeah, let's do it. Then. What's your Bond made-up film title? Die one, get one free. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, I like it. I'm sorry I skipped over that question. I didn't <laughs> I mean, I wish I had now. Thank you. Yeah. Fair. Right, well, Paul Gannon, thank you so much. My pleasure. For ruining the Rocketeer. <laughs> I regret everything I've said and you said. Yeah, I, I regret on your behalf. I'm, I'm way past regret. <laughs> um, thank you very much, and I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.